Hey, Bestie, it's your girl Mindy here. I just wanted to hop on real quick and let you know we had some technical issues recording this week. So while the audio quality might not be up to our usual standard, we still have two great listener dreams to share. For us, one of the best parts about this show is sharing dreams with each other for our first-time reactions. And so while we could have re-recorded this episode, we just felt the magic of the episode was something we could never recreate. So thanks, friends, for sticking around, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to Remolations. We're your hosts. I'm Mindy. And I'm Brooke. Remolations is a dream interpretation podcast where we read listeners' dreams. From nightmares to the just plain bizarre, join us as we give you our comedic interpretation of your fucked up rum cycle. Today we're reading dreams about squirrel brains and bean dip. We're also talking about neighborhood parties and joy rides with ghosts. And we're also talking about the topic of indigo children. Ooh, very interesting. Yeah, so let's get started. Woo! This is the best. <laughs> so yours, the best. Yours, is, yours is cute. Uh, um, yours is also cute. <laughs> I love your ponytail, Mindy. You know, it's hilarious because we both get on this video chat tonight and we both are rocking the same super high super high. cheerleader ponytail and we both look good well i'm wearing my pajamas because it's been a long day and i'm just like mm-hmm. well fuck it i'm just wearing pajamas and it's and okay it's, it's loud in this podcast it's like 9 30 at night i mean i mean because it's not like late i'm i sounded really old but 9 30 is kind of <laughs> late now well considering the last few episodes we recorded were like 11 in the afternoon like, like in the morning or something now it's like almost 10 so we're going like we got like a 12 hour difference that we're working with here from what yes, we normally are. we got our drink on so watch out a crazy last week was amazing with all of the listeners we had like i think those male episodes went over super great it was Guys, insane please keep submitting because that was so much fun. Last week was so good. And I know this week we've got two more amazing listener dreams. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind getting started, I kind of got a long one. So if you maybe want to oh. start with one. Yeah, mine's not too long. And I think it's kind of, it's pretty fun. Perfect. So this is from Tracy in Omaha. Omaha? You know what? We have so many listeners in Omaha. How are they finding us? But I love Omaha. You guys are amazing. That's our first live show after um, Mindy's living room. <laughs> <laughs> and the Redstone. And the Redstone. And I think we probably said it for a couple other states or cities. We'll figure it out. We'll figure we'll, it out. We'll I know see y'all. We'll see y'all. DC is right behind you. And all. Yeah, probably. So watch out. <laughs> I just wanted to share, too, because she titled her dream and they're not always titled. Mm-hmm. And I just think this is funny once you hear the dream. So she titled it Snacky Snack. <laughs> Ooh, I love snacks. Okay. Are we ready? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love how it starts to okay. Nightmare number 8538. <laughs> Theme. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I like her already. That's how it starts. <laughs> That's how it love starts. It. <laughs> I dreamt that I was diagnosed with a prion disease and I was arguing with the medical staff that surely this could not be because I didn't eat brains. <laughs> As what? if, she says, she must be from our era because she says yeah, as, as if. if. That's totally 90s. I've never eaten cow brains or even, tempting as it may be, squirrel brain. What? Is, what? I, I was knew I wasn't going to make it through this one. Right <laughs> um, I explained it must be some other genetic cause because my mother had developed a rapid and awful dementia. So I was simply going on that mm. same path. They looked pointedly at the Trisket in my hand. I <laughs> love, wait, hold on. I love Triscuits. Triscuits Such a great too. snack. This Salty. Is, Not this quite a chip, but delicious. Oh, but it's just perfect. You know what I like? It's a little, little cheese with pepperoni on Cottage cheese? Like, oh, I'm not a fan of cottage cheese. Yeah, I didn't think you were, but that's good. I like a little cottage No, it's the texture. It's an, I get it. Like cottage yogurt, cheese. cottage cheese, something. So. I'm a bad list. Yeah, bad, bad. Okay, well, Triscuits, very Triscuits good. Triscuits, good. Not. Wait, so she had Triscuit in her hand? Yes, so let me. <laughs> with a gooey. <laughs> bit of pink brain on it <laughs> so this okay let me backtrack the medical team is pointing at her saying that she has this disease and she is saying no i don't i don't eat brains as she's holding a trisket with some pink gooey brain on it <laughs> can you 
my face is right now because I'm like very confused. If you could, I'm very good. Picture the most I'm, confused, like like any kind of emoji that would be like a typical that's confused, my face. like gross. Okay, no. well, don't worry, we're almost finished. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so they're yelling, well, pointing at her, telling her he shouldn't be eating brains, and... No one should eat brains. Okay, I knew this was going to be one. And so, she says it looked like bean dip. <laughs> like bean dip. Like refried beans? Or... God, it was pink and gooey, like a bean dip. I... <laughs> I'm not a connoisseur of bean dip, but if I'm thinking bean dip, I'm thinking like... Refried beans or, you know. Which is like just brown emotion. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll discover more later. Okay. Okay. So this is what she says to them, to the medical staff. This is a quote as they're pointing to her with the Trisket and brains on it. This? This is nothing, I protested. Just a secret family recipe. (laughs) I put the Trisket in my ear to scoop a little more brain. Just a snack. <laughs> I didn't realize brain, she was, I didn't realize she was eating her own brain until the very end. Yeah, that is um, very deep. So that's that's the dream. But here's the part that I thought was interesting because she has <laughs> what is not interesting. A good title, a good she wrote the theme, but then she also wrote source. I was thinking <laughs> about how bean dip made with cannellini beans would be super good. So I love that she kind of told us. To try to, like, like may- rationalize. Maybe that's why I was eating brains, because I was looking for mm. the best bean dip out there with Canada. Not can- a huge beans. fan of beans, to be honest. Like, they have to be, like, a garbanzo. I love me a garbanzo, a little chickpea. Put it in, like, a salad. Mm. I'm all in. I like beans, though. Beans and a chili? Okay, fine. Yep. Refried Just beans. Just a plate of beans? Not so Not much. even, like... Um, baked beans? No. Oh my god. That sounds so, so good right now. Brooke's <laughs> so hungry. I'm hungry. I have not eaten. <laughs> anyway, okay, so thank you, Tracy, because you got us some good laughs already. But <laughs> I just. Very interesting. I, Very I scientific. Love this, actually, because I don't know, for so many reasons we've already talked about. But from this, from the jump, it's. Nightmare number 8,538. <laughs> what the fuck, Tracy? How many nightmares do you list them each? Are they, do you have, you had that many nightmares? That's a lot. And you remember? She must. I mean, she must she, be a very terrified dreamer. Yeah. And she remembers things like you do. Cause seriously, Sounds like it. you should start numbering your dreams just to see oh, how God. far you get from 41 on. I mean, 21 on. <laughs> I didn't. Not your real age. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you look like it tonight, though. I swear to God. Oh, I look 41. No, 21. You're a bitch. Oh. <laughs> I said, I was like, you bitch, did you get oh. a ring light? Because why? Because why? Not. This oh, is a good. podcast. Why do you look so good? <laughs> I don't know. Can so that's a lot of nightmares. <laughs> that is more nightmares than one should experience in one's life. In totality. Totality. Really. I mean, but... How long has she been keeping track, too? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Like, what if this is just last year? <laughs> um, Before that was in this year. Yeah, wow! She's sleeping a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I love how she is self-aware, too. She's like, what's wrong with me? I'm like, nothing! This is an awesome dream. This is an awesome I mean, dream. I love a good appetizer, but brains, not uh, so much. So what, I mean, what do you think this possibly means? Like, the brain thing. I have no okay. idea what brain brain. So means. I had to look it up, because when she said the prion disease. What's prion? So that's why I had to look up. It's kind of like, okay, so let me just read it because I wrote it down. It represents a group of conditions that affect the nervous system in humans and animals. In people, these conditions impair brain function, causing changes in memory, personality, and behavior. So I think that... It's like mad cow disease? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was going to do a couple things. So one is dementia, which she mentioned her mom had. So that's why she was arguing with the staff but yeah like mad cow disease so i think that's why she was like i don't eat brains but they're like girl (laughs) you're eating your own brains right now out of your own ear so (laughs) So bizarre you kind of do eat brains um but she follows that part with as tempting as it might be squirrel brain (laughs) i don't know why 
like a squirrel. Not, she's like, I don't eat cow brains. No, that's off limits. Squirrels I think about a lot. (laughs) Eat a lot of protein with those nuts. I guess they seem pretty lean. They seem like they'd be pretty lean, but they're very healthy. They're very gamey. I think they're gamey. I'll have to ask my cats. I know they've had one or two (laughs) But the squirrel brains, um... So, is this like Tracy in her dream saying this about the squirrel dreams? Or do you really think she's like spent most of her life craving squirrel brains? <laughs> I surely hope not. I mean, okay, remember Indiana Jones? That I mean, that movie? Okay, welcome back to like the, what, eight ladies? Yeah, well, which one are you talking about? There's four. There's Temple of Doom, right? Was that the one where they ate the monkey brains? Yes, chilled monkey okay. brains. I'm so proud of I you. I loved this series because this is the one one of the few movies I could sit down and watch with my dad. Oh yeah, and, like, that's we would awesome. sit there because it's action and it's like romance a little bit and it's like Got just everything. what the hell's happening. I know. You gotta watch it. Harrison Ford, Dreamboat, mm-hmm. anyhow. Mm-hmm. Now now and then. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, and then we come to that scene of monkey brains. Monkey brains. And I hear it's actually like jello, but I remember watching that just being curled up <laughs> under a blanket. Next to my dad, I'd be like, that's the most disgusting thing I can see. I cannot handle um, gore in movies. I have to close my that's eyes. That's not even so that, gore. That was a dinner scene. That, that's not gore. I was like, I'm thinking I, like blood and guts. Oh. No. I cannot. I got my hands over her eyes, like just peeking through like a little kid would. I cannot watch that sh- shit. No, that. Oh, that's gross. one of my favorite scenes of all time. They have the eyeball soup. Oh, the thing that freaked me out, snake surprise. That mm. freaked me out more than chilled monkey brains. I mean, they're eating all kinds of gross stuff the whole dinner. But then they're like, snake surprise. And they bring out this huge, <laughs> like, python that's dead and, like, skewered up. And then they slice it open and all these baby snakes come out and they're like eating them like feeding them into their mouth like from above oh okay you want to see that will give you nightmares as a child please go watch temple Temple of doom Doom. (laughs) or you might love it that is it but i also wondered i'm not going to get into my snake thing again but this is another snake thing (laughs) why are they alive snakes lay eggs going back (laughs) Temple of Doom, you guys. Check it out. Actually, check out all the Indiana Jones movies. Hashtag, what is Harrison Ford dream? Damn, you got it this week. Yes. <laughs> that is it. That. Yes, yes, yes. You got it. That's the one. <laughs> Hashtag, what does Harrison I'm, Ford dream about? I, I'm, tag us on Instagram. Tag us on Twitter. This is how we're going to get celebrities to tell us what the hell they dream and about. And what better Perfect. celebrity. I mean, we. I mean, come I, on. But honestly, that was funny. I always miss it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're, we're like how many? 17 it. episodes and I'm finally picking up on this. <laughs> you got it. Love it. Um, you get the gold star. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so I don't have very much more because I think we've talked about everything. But wait, going back to brains, like what oh, do yeah. brains mean? Oh, okay. So I didn't look this up. I just kind of tried to go off my instinct. I mean, I would think that Eating or ingesting brains symbolically would mean you're trying to learn something or like if she was eating someone else's brain, I would think she's probably trying to get to know that person or figure Mm -hmm. something out, but she's eating her own brain. Like she's eating it from her ear. So I'm like, maybe she's trying to figure out something about herself. Maybe there's something she's learning or she needs to know or that was just my guess. With the eating of Just some brain. internal, like, maybe discovery she has to do. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I mean, that w- I could have looked it up. I very well could have. <laughs> but I thought it was just, I, I, I really don't think, this is similar to one of the guy's dreams, where I don't think there's really that much of a deep dive. Yeah, there's a lot of symbolism, symbolism in it, but I think really it's just kind of a fun, silly dream. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just think that. Everything she did, she gave us point of reference of what she was thinking about before she went to bed. I love that. Yeah, um, but what's with the the dementia and stuff? Like her, she mentioned her mom has dementia. So, do you think that it has anything to do with feeling a loss or? No, I I I did actually write something down. I was like, well, maybe because she is dealing with the medical staff, like maybe she is worried. 
you know, because mm-hmm. that could be, um, I'm not really that familiar with dementia, but I know it can definitely be genetic, but c- you can get it anytime, right? Anyone can get it. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if she is worried that she might, like you said, go down that same path or is it in her genetics? Is she going to get it? I mean, she even says that. What are they? Let me go back. She says, it must be explained be- some other genetic cause because my mother had developed it and I was simply going on that same path. So I do think she's worried. There's a little bit of fear there. There's a little bit of she fear. She might be just harboring it in a dream. Oh, before we move past the bean dip, how can we move yes. past oh, the wait, bean dip? Please. Um, back to the beans. Back to the beans. Um, I did look this one up because I'm like, God damn, how many things could this mean? But what I thought was interesting because she obviously has strong family values because she talks about her mom. And mm-hmm. then she also talks about how, in quotes, her bean dip is an old family oh, recipe. Family recipe. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Which to me suggests she's also trying to honor her family, make them proud, or some kind of tradition. So I think there is some family issues in this dream, as silly as it might yeah. seem. I think she, you know, she's trying, but that can also be a lot of pressure. I think, you know, fear of disappointing your family. I mean, for God's sake, she's just trying to come up with a good bean dip. She's probably really stressed. <laughs> she's got to be it's, stressed. You know, I do not have a good bean dip recipe. So, Tracy, if you want to share, I would really appreciate it. I'm getting stressed just thinking about it. That I've I don't got a have good a good potato salad recipe. Oh, recipe. recipe? I can get you a good potato salad recipe. Wait, okay. So let's talk about your – is there, like, one family recipe that, that's been passed down to you from your parents or your grandparents? There's lots, actually, but I don't cook. <laughs> what if, okay, so what is something your parents make or your maybe grandparents make that you were like, okay, that's something I need to learn? And Well, there is something that. I actually can make because it's very simple, but I always remember loving it at my grandma's house. So simple. It's just chicken and biscuits. Grandma Penny? Grandma Penny. You know Grandma Penny. I know Grandma Penny. Um, so it'd just be Such like um, Grand's biscuits. And then okay. there was, it's literally like a can of, Chicken noodle soup, a can of cream of chicken soup, uh, maybe some cheese, and then you basically just boil the chicken and then shred it, mix it in with the chick or the soup mix, and then pour that on top of the biscuits. So it very sounds, easy, I like it. but fucking delicious. <laughs> Your grandma's like, I'm not, put, I'm not baking these biscuits no. homemade. I'm she, just make something that's good. You know she would have though too. But um, how about you? Do you have something? Besides oh, your well, um, your bloody Mindy's. <laughs> <laughs> Baking has always been big in my family. So we have like apple pie recipes and mm. uh, bread recipes that have kind of been passed down. So I feel like if anything, it's like baking in my family. I it's like that. Kind of been passed down. I actually prefer to bake. Um, I, just... I do too. I will let my husband do all the cooking. Like he's great at smoking, ribs, yeah. dinner. I, if I, the biggest stress I have as an adult is picking out what to have for dinner. You don't I have a good bean dip. It. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true. If I could feed bean dip to my kids every night, all your problems I'd be fine. would be gone. I'd be fine. All your problems would be gone. <laughs> I mean, it might stink a little in the house, but other than that, yeah, like, watch out. Bands. Watch out. <laughs> Those beans will get you. You got a lot of people in the house, too. You got to be careful. Yeah, no, you'd have a lot of fans going. That's probably. <laughs> Not the best recipe for this house. That could set off, like, your carbon monoxide detector. <laughs> oh, yeah. The silent killer bean dip. <laughs> but I thought Tracy was really funny. Either that or a complete threat to society. I couldn't I couldn't decide between the two. Wait, where does the complete threat to society come in? Because she's eating brains? Well, yes, because if she's going to talk about maybe eating squirrel brains, and then she's literally eating her own brains, I think there might be something wrong with her. <laughs> so I think she might not have all her faculties and maybe not the safest person to be around if she does crave brains. <laughs> I'm like looking like, how are we losing this listener right now, bro? <laughs> She's crazy. No. She wants to eat brains. <laughs> I think. Well, like I said, I think it's either, I think she's super funny. Or she's a threat to society. So clearly, I think this was well, a shit. super funny dream. And I think we all enjoyed it. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks, Tracy. If you want to be like Tracy and submit a dream to our show, you can do that at revelations at gmail.com. You can submit your dreams. You can submit 
crazy listener stories about sleeping, people you know that sleepwalk, eating people who eat brains, <laughs> anything like that. Just go ahead and email us. We'd love to share your dreams and any stories. That is revelations at gmail.com. Please and thank you. Mindy, do you have a dream to share with us today, Mindy? I do. This one, I find very interesting because we have a lot to talk about in this one. Okay. You just have a look of trepidation on your face. Again, it's a podcast, but... We're going to <laughs> dive into the world of paranormal with this dream. So I know this is something Shut. you love and something I love. The paranormal. You're going to love this dream from Shelby. Shelby. From Durango, Colorado. Okay. Okay. And here's her dream. The dream started off, I was shopping and having a wonderful day with my husband. Nice. <laughs> right? Sounds good. good. <laughs> then I was at a summertime pool party at a work friend's house. The house was not my old childhood friend's house, which is in the neighborhood I grew up in. Okay. Okay. So, that, so it's her co-worker's ha- party, but it's at a childhood friend's house. Okay. There was a couple at the party who were fighting and annoying everyone. <laughs> so I decided to convinced the couple to break up as it was a big topic at the party. Wow. Actively breaking up a couple. Don't work it out, you guys. Don't work it out. Just You know that there's a couple at every party you go to that you no matter what gets into a fucking fight. Oh, and you're yeah. like, just shut up. Yeah, or you're just ruining it for everyone. Everyone. They have no they have no consider they're so lost in their own drama. Yeah, they don't even realize they're affecting other people. I'm like, it's a party. They're bringing the whole mood of the party down. Oh, you know what would help that party? Tequila. Bean dip. <laughs> Bean dip and tequila. It makes every tequila party. Tequila helps good. every party. What? <laughs> I mean. Let's get a pinata. Those are like it. the three things you need. A good bean dip, tequila, and a pinata. That's the perfect party. That is the party. <laughs> Sorry, those are a lot of peas. Popping peas. Sorry. Probably have to edit that. <laughs> if you are having a party with bean dip, pinatas, or tequila let us know we'll, we'll be, be there, there. <laughs> so she took the initiative to say you know what just break up because you guys are fucking <laughs> ruining this party because it's a big topic of conversation it was, it was okay so suddenly there was an angry older woman at the front screen door and she appeared as a witch Ooh. she was attempting to break and enter the house we kept telling her to go home it was the wrong house <laughs> What? Witch, get out of here. Um, it could be the right house, and I'd still be like, um, you're not welcome here. I mean, if it's like a bad witch, not a good witch. I'm, I'm guessing it was a bad, she's an angry older woman. Yeah, so it sounds like a bad witch, welcoming. so I'd be like, yeah. No. Can you leave? The party's you're down ruining, the street. The, the couple's ruining the party. <laughs> you witch. witch is ruining the party. This is a very unfortunate party. <laughs> it was doomed from the beginning. Okay. So then she also wrote, as a side note, my parents' house I grew up in was catty corner from my friend's house. So she said, the next thing, I was standing on the back porch and saw my parents walking a dog, but I couldn't make it home to them. I was trying to leave the porch to walk to them, but I was physically unable. Oh, no. Almost like a video game where you can't walk past a certain point. Huh. Yeah. Like, so she's in this old neighborhood that she grew up in. She sees her parents, like, walking this dog across the street, and she's, like, cannot move beyond the boundary. I'm scared. Of this game. Is she, like, is something holding, like, physically? Okay, I'm just getting ahead of myself because I'm thinking paranormal, and I'm like, oh, there's something holding it. it gets better. Okay. As the evening sun is setting, I feel stuck, and I want to see my parents. The dream switches again. Suddenly, I'm in the basement of this childhood friend's home. It's a large open basement with very tall ceilings, rafters, and a dirt floor, almost like a barn in a basement. No, 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 no. This is not going to end well. (laughs) I'm feeling like I've I've been there, done this story. I have list. I watched this episode before. (laughs) Dirt floors are never good. (laughs) Never good. Like the house I grew up in. Dirt floors, basement, not. Can Not I, an inviting place. No, it's too scary. Like, I mean, the house I grew up in was, like, over 100 years old. Yeah, but it's dank, dirty, you know. I have a question, though. She's at this party of her co-worker, but it's at a childhood friend's house. Yes, correct. Is this the, now the same childhood house that she's in the basement? 
Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And but it's she's not in her own childhood house, which is across no. the street from where right. she. Okay. I just wanted to yeah. make sure. So I, she's in her childhood friend's basement. At but at a party of a current coworkers. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure I was on the same page. Okay. Yeah. No. So she's in this like cavernous basement with dirt floors, and then she says, "Slowly, I'm seeing." Mm. I don't like the look on your little, face. <laughs> <laughs> little children ghosts coming out of hiding one by one. And they show me around the abandoned basement area and begin to introduce me to other ghosts. Ooh, that mm. kid, kid ghosts are creepy. Well, the, the ghost children convince me to jump off the top level of the rafter area <gasps> and become a ghost too. Oh, no. These are demonic entities. These are not just regular spirits. I then felt an intense pain for a few seconds, and then euphoria. What? The ghost children then introduced me to a little boy ghost that I saw at my childhood friend's house when I was younger. Wait, same friend? Same house she's in? Same ghost that she saw as a kid? Yes. Shelby, what the fuck? <laughs> it's coming back in a dream. So IRL in real life, mm. she saw this ghost child at her friend's house. And then she dreamt about it years later, seeing this again ghost child in her friend's house. Wow. Okay. Oh my yeah. God. She said, I had a strong connection to the ghost children and wanted to stay with them and protect them. Uh... They're mostly boys, ages Five to nineteen, roughly. <laughs> roughly Almost. five to nineteen. Sorry, that's a very, very specific <laughs> teenage. But she said almost like Peter Pan's lost okay, boy. Got it. So, like a bunch of kids that are just there. What happened to them? Do we know? Why are they dead? Peter Pan's. No, the ghost the, children. Oh, no, these kids. Yeah. No, we don't know why they're. There's there. a lot we of them. There's a lot there in this basement of this friend's house Ugh. that she grew up with. Okay. Okay, goes on. Oh my God. I then went outside to discover that the adult ghosts are stuck in their final resting place and can't move about like the children ghosts. What's going on in this house? Why are there so many ghosts? Obviously. Yeah, lots of them, though. Lots of ghosts. Then she goes, lots of hanging ghosts swinging from porches and outside areas of houses in my old neighborhood. Jesus Christ. This should be title nightmare number 9,633. Shelby, this is scary. Here's where it gets a little bit of fun. Okay. Ready? Mm -hmm. Okay, it's then that I find out I have ghost friends, girls and women my age that I hung out with. We drove in a red car (laughs) and drove everywhere we wanted to go like a video game. We went to the amusement park and rode all the rides for free. And then we stole... (laughs) Why? I mean... I would hope they were free. I mean, can't they just walk <laughs> <Ghost>. on in? <laughs> They're ghosts, right? Wait, she's not, though. She's a ghost. Because remember, she jumped up the rafters. Oh, I didn't know she actually did. I thought they just suggested she did. Oh, no. She said she blacked out and had intense pain. Oh, but then so euphoria. Yes. Okay. So I wasn't. Okay. She all right. All right. I just didn't. Okay. I didn't pick up on that. Yes. Ooh, yes. Okay. All right. So they're having so, a good old ghost time. They're having a hell of a time at the amusement park. Ride rides for free, because why not? <laughs> and then she stole, she said, we stole food and items from the living. Well, that's what you do, right? <laughs> I mean, what else are you, what else are you going to do? I mean, you need, you need a razor. You go steal a razor. You want a banana? Go get a banana. <laughs> a banana. Oh, my totally God. <laughs> but also, why do they need food and drink? <laughs> They're just being dicks. Let's face it, they're just being dicks. It serves them no purpose. Good point. Good point. I didn't even think of that. (laughs) Dick ghosts is what we're dealing with. (laughs) She goes, one of the ghost girls then began to refer to me as Pixie because I was sensitive to the spirits and the uncommon. Why does that have to do with Pixie? So the, the the ghost just gave her a nickname like Pixie. Oh, okay. To to add on to this, she did write a little bit more to help with what she thought this dream might mean. Oh, that's interesting. We've never had someone 
Tell us what they think it means. She said, although this dream doesn't have anything specifically sad, I woke up overwhelmed, back and body pain, along with heavy dread. And then she said, in real life, I've always been sensitive to spirits, ghosts, and the supernatural and the paranormal. As I was always called an indigo child or sensitive because I could see spirits, the uncommon. The little ghost boy in the dream was from real life childhood when I saw him at my friend's basement as a child. Do you ever feel like you're a little sensitive? Maybe not like full blown, but like if I cry a lot, is that wait what you what? No, 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 sensitive (laughs) to the paranormal. Like, I mean, I Um, like you know hearing things, seeing things uh, above and beyond what you think just a normal person. Because I know you're open. You're not like a skeptic. Um, But, you know, some people literally don't even realize. I mean, okay, I've been on this streak of watching the show. So I've been watching a lot of people bringing these entities or these demonics, sometimes their possessions, into their house without even realizing it because they're attracting it from some kind Mm -hmm. of ability. Because they're looking for a a, a gateway to A gateway or, you know, something to talk through. And so I always just found that's, this is interesting. Oh, yeah, this is our first paranormal crossover dream from which Sony is what our I... dream has, our dream has always been to somehow make this cross crossover happen, and it naturally happens. So let's talk a little bit about some of her dream symbols. Jeez, okay, let's do it. This is heavy, but I love it. Yeah, it it starts off good. She mentions shopping with her husband and a pool party. Like, yeah, where did it go? Where fun. did it go so wrong? <laughs> Immediately. I'm happy with shopping. If my husband wants to take me out shopping, I'm okay with that. Yeah. A few cocktails before? During and after. Junk shopping's fun. Dangerous. Dangerous. Dangerous, (laughs) but fun. Always. (laughs) I'm always more prone to buy stuff. I know. I can't talk myself out of it. I'm like, that's a good idea. Yes. Can I tell you a really funny side story? Of course. Side story. Dun, 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 dun. We have to have a sound effect for a side story. Mark and I spent the night downtown one time, and we went to a hotel in Chicago called the Palmer House, which is a oh, that's a big one. That's a famous one. But fancy it's old. hotel downtown. It's, it's old. Mm-hmm. It's been there for since the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. And so we're sitting at this bar, and you're looking up and up, and looking up above you is all these amazing, beautiful portraits, paintings, and things like that. And so this woman sits, and we're just enjoying our martinis and. This woman sits next to us, and she's probably about 22. Okay. And she puts this bag on the, slams it on the bar next to us, and she goes, I just bought a purse. And we're like, <laughs> Congratulations. Okay. Like, I'm I, I'm not an extrovert. Like, I'm just, okay, ignoring you at this point. Right? I'd be all about it. I'd be like, Whoosh. I'm ignoring you. I'm like, show it to me. What is it? Where no. did you get it? <laughs> Mark and I, my husband and I are not social people. And so we're like, okay, just ignore, just ignore. She needs someone to talk to. You can tell she needs. Yeah, it's like that person on the plane that talks to you, even though you have like your reading or your headphones on or something. Nope. No social cues. No social cues. No, thank you. (laughs) So she brings this box out of her bag and she starts opening it. Inside this box, wrapped in all tissue paper, is this beautiful, I would say Louis Vuitton. I think it was Louis Vuitton. Okay, sign me up. I'll take it. Yep. And so she looks at the bartender. He's probably the man of his, you know, probably 60. Okay. And he looks at her and he's like, oh, you went shopping today? Like, that's nice. Like, what can I get you a drink? And she orders a champagne. Well, she is all fancy and everything. Oh. Huh? And, but she's wearing sweatpants. Ah! And so she goes. <laughs> she's outlet mall fancy. <laughs> she's But she's drunk as fuck. So she goes, I don't, I don't even know how to, how to work it. The and we're, like, <laughs> and we're like, Mark and I's eyes are like the size of saucers, and we look at each other like, "What did she just say? She doesn't know how to work a purse." You're and she's like, me. I, "I don't even, I don't even know how to work it." So I bought this purse, and oh, well, first of all, like they ran my credit card and it didn't go through. Mm. And Mark, wonder why like, sweatpants. <laughs> And so she's like, and then I call my dad, and he's like, um, okay, I tried again. So I tried it again. <laughs> she's turned and... into a total valley girl. I love it. <laughs> so, so, like, 
<laughs> and I was like, how's she talk? And she was like, um, so I need you to run this credit card again. And they did. And at first they didn't offer me champagne. But as soon as the credit card went through, all of a sudden I got champagne <laughs> for buying this purse for like $6,000. Boy, that's an expensive glass of champagne. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know how to work it. And like, there's like these buttons and there's like hmm. pockets. But, um. That usually happens with a purse. You know, so pockets maybe poor a bartender. <laughs> He's like, I'm just hoping for a good tip, right? Slowly starts backing away a foot at a time from this poor woman. Like, it's a great purse. Poor guy. And then she sat there and she goes, I got fired from my job today because I was drinking. (laughs) Let's get fired from drinking and then go and then go buy and that's $6, why $6, i went to go buy a purse because i was so mad because i only had like two glasses of champagne <laughs> at my job oh yeah only two and she doesn't seem like she stopped <laughs> no she's not all day <laughs> she had like four bottles by the time she got to the bar and the bartender was like i don't give a fuck about your purse so do you think she- was she a guest there? She just wandered in just to... I'm guessing she was a guest. <laughs> I'm guessing. I would have been happy to help her. I would have been like, let's look at this thing. And I'd been like, okay, but if I show you how to use it, then I get to keep it. Or I slowly I slowly take it and walk one foot back at a time. <laughs> like away from her, it. like the bartender, and then just run out the front door. <laughs> Uh, she probably was not in the right mind to I, chase after you. Probably could have got away with it. You should have called me. I could have gotten that purse. Damn it, if you were only closer, bro. <laughs> For $6,000, I would have sped to downtown Chicago. <laughs> so anyways, going back to the dream yes. from Shelby. Starts off good. Shopping, pool party, always good. Yes. Like, I think that is something familiar. Like, something comforting. Something fun. that's like yeah. fun and like comforting and good. And then she's in also in her childhood neighborhood, which again, like something that you're familiar with or personality trait that you had from your childhood. Yeah. Gonna say and the and the fact that I mean, you wouldn't know it from just reading it, but that that she explained it to you that this was something that really happened. Like she saw this ghost child in this house. So Yes. Maybe that's why she's still in her childhood neighborhood because she's never really dealt with it or gotten over the fact that she saw this mm-hmm. ghost and so maybe she's right. still working it out back in that neighborhood mm-hmm. and this couple fighting like that's like so it's all going along fine and then there's a conflict things that aren't in balance and she takes control of the situation and she says like stop like just break up yeah like it's like a way of like maybe perhaps selling past grudges yeah, maybe she or, has to, she's kind of coming to realization that she just has to take action now. Like she's just shut, like you mm-hmm. said, shutting, whether it's someone else or something with herself, it seems like she's just like not taking any more bullshit. Like very decisive. Yeah. Maybe that people come to her for advice even. Like maybe that's a personality trait she has that yeah. she attracts people who are maybe in conflict or yeah. like she is like some, someone that people go to, to help with issues. Yeah. I think that also kind of would reflect on her, um, you know, being more sensitive, not crying, but (laughs) (laughs) to like, you know, she clearly saw a ghost. She clearly saw this little boy, you know, so maybe. And I'll get into that a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's let's keep going. Let's keep going. I'm excited about this one. The place of the house that she mentioned, she mentioned the basement where the ghosts were, but she also mentioned the front porch and the, the, like the screen door or the back, like the back porch and the front porch. If I think of like porches, like, that's like a safe place. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun but safe. So yeah. like you have a you have a home and like obviously the four walls of a home are safe, but like the porch is like a fun time area. Like yeah, it's like you're playing with your parents or your friends, your neighbors on the porch. over, you know, stuff like that. Exactly. It's like very yeah. relaxing type area. It seems like this first part of the dream, she's surrounding herself with a lot of comfort. Maybe because mm-hmm. it's like she knows what she's about to dive into next and she's like, I gotta have a safe place or something exactly. in this dream to grasp onto. And, and that's when, like, the witch that comes to the door. She I forgot about the witch. At <laughs> the screen door. And so I feel like that, she's like, no, you don't belong here. You have to leave. Was, like, a personal boundary for her. Oh. Like, this is my safe zone. 
Yeah. And you're encroaching on it and you need to leave. So who like, is the I bitch like in her life, do you think? Some bad influence. It doesn't, you know, it has to be a person. It could be like a, a vice or yeah, it could. something bad in her life that's going on. She's standing up for herself. Yeah. Just like she's, she's like, this, like this is not where you belong. Telling this couple, you know, just fuck it, you guys. You're not going to make it. Just break up. <laughs> and now she's telling this witch, like, move along. You're not welcome here. You're not. Like, you she's, don't welcome she's like taking care of business left and she right. Is. I love it. I love the authority she takes in this. Yeah. So, and then we get to the part where she sees her parents, but she can't leave the porch. Like, she says, like, it's a boundary of a game. And I, yeah. I know you're not a big gamer, bro. <laughs> I know. I've watched my brother play a lot of video games. But I love I love video games. And, and a lot of role-playing games, you know, too. Role-playing games. Yeah. yeah. So you get to a, spart- a part, and you're like, okay, you cannot walk above the mountain. It's there, and that's the boundary of the game. So I understand what she's saying. There. Yeah, I get I, I get that reference. But so I feel again like it's the boundaries of her life. Or it could be like what's holding her back from fulfilling like a piece of her. Like she mm. wants to get to her parents. Yeah, she's trying. But like on her terms. Like where the witch was encroaching on her, mm-hmm. it was like she set her boundaries. But when she saw her parents and she wanted to go for her parents, like that's on her terms. Yeah. And she wanted to like break that boundary. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting dichotomies, I think, going on in this dream. I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know. I just, oh, I love this one so much. I, I can't. I know. I should have taken notes. Like, I was like, I forgot about the witch. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's <laughs> just looking at her parents. Now we've got so much yet to happen. There's so, a lot of stuff going on so this much one, for sure. We haven't even gotten to the ghost yet. I, we're just at a porch. but like okay so like you were saying with her parents it's like she's very authoritative when she is making decisions for other people Mm -hmm. so that's it she cannot she can't go beyond that boundary to with herself when it's like her very oh i never thought of it either that's very interesting she's working on something she's she's struggling with something yeah and so and then we get to the part of the ghost which is my favorite supernatural part of the dream yeah and <laughs> the fact that she mentions she saw this ghost in real life mm-hmm. at this house as a child. Right. But just one. I, yes. This one okay. male, like the young boy ghost. Like okay. I feel, and then she mentioned she had to protect them. Like she felt like a need to protect them. Right. And she felt, I feel like it's like almost like a youthful part of herself. Mm-hmm. Cause like she related to this as a child and it's, or maybe perhaps a personality shape trait of her childhood like carefree and then she went on that joy ride yeah like she met these like female friend mm-hmm. ghosts right and they went to the amusement park <laughs> for stole free. some food had a good time like there's like this part of it that's still like she feels comfort i think in the supernatural yeah that is she feels comfort like she feels safe in that realm and so she's like okay i can express myself in this do you space. think that's why there were so many ghosts because the more of them there were the more comfortable she felt like was that comforting to her to have like Perhaps. almost a whole new family but of ghosts but oh. why were there so many children like i understand her new ghost friends but if she saw one ghost boy i get it but why so many in this dream like it seemed like yeah were- i think that gets into a little bit of what we'll talk about in a minute which is like she self-diagnosed herself as an indigo child, which okay, I, I want to talk to yes. a little bit about. Yeah, I've only heard a little bit about that. So, yeah, definitely want to get into that. Yeah. But this is what is weird to me. I mean, not that dreams have to make sense, but she felt like she <laughs> no. had to protect these children. But these are also the children that made her kill herself. Mm. Why would she feel any kind of loyalty to these kids that made her die unless she's happy that she's dead like you said she likes being in that realm but these kids made her kill herself and now she wants to protect them i think it's a familiarity thing familiar yeah you got familiarity it familiarity thing <laughs> thanks for sharing my stuttering um i think it does i think she feels more comfortable maybe in a space where she's surrounded by the paranormal yeah there's one other part or two other parts i want to mention one was she mentioned the adult ghosts were stuck in their final resting places oh yes they forgot about that too so like so maybe it's perhaps some fear of the future for her yeah she can't get past the childhood yeah like the child 
ghosts were off having fun. Mm-hmm. And the, the adult ghosts were, were not stuck in wherever they died. Yeah. And so, like, what is the difference between those childhood ghosts and those adult ghosts? Perhaps, like, in her real life, it's a mourning, mourning a loss of her childhood. Like, oh, a be. part of her childhood was very euphoric and very joyful. And as she comes into adult, it's a lot more morbid. Yeah, and I also think the younger you are, we learn behaviors. So, like, when you're younger, I think you are more open to things. And as you get older, you become more skeptical. So, I don't know, maybe it was just being around people like her, more open, and they could be free. You know, like, they are, again, a little more sensitive. So, I don't know, but this is all so very interesting to me. I know. And then I think, like, as a final look at the whole dream as a whole, I think, you know, she wants to hold on part to parts of her childhood while still, like, maturing as an adult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, I don't, I don't know how old she is, but, like, maybe she's in her 30s or 40s, and she's, like, maturing as an adult but like she's still seeking that joy again yeah of, like that fun childhood like the ghosts are just having a good time right and like joy riding going on amusement rides and just having a good time so like maybe there's a part of her childhood that she's feeling she's losing at this part of her life i find that dream so fascinating because like i said like we love dreams we love the paranormal mm-hmm. i think it makes a amazing crossover but the fact that she says she's um she was diagnosed like her parents called her an indigo child. Yes. And I'm not sure how much you know about that topic. I don't know much. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. I just, it's, it's like a different level of being human, right? Like, like the next evolution mm-hmm. of humans that yeah. like have maybe like more powers, like what, right. what we're all going to evolve into eventually. And I had to look this up because I was not familiar until I read her dream. And so I really wanted to do a little bit of research on this. And I found a couple articles. One was from a March 2006 Chicago Tribune article by Eric Adler and Knight Ryder. What? <laughs> well, seriously, the Chicago Tribune. Knight Ryder? Is somebody's name? Contributed an article in the Chicago Tribune to someone called Knight Ryder. Okay. I think that's his name. Like, God bless you. That's an amazing name. Is it, can I ask, is it N-I-G-H-T or K-N-I-G-H-T? K-N. Oh, no! That makes it so much worse. (laughs) R-I-D-D-E-R. So. Two Ds? Unacceptable. (laughs) So, I don't know, Mr. Knight, if you really exist. But if you do, I mean, we'd love to have you on the show. (laughs) But it's a Chicago Tribune article, which makes me think, like, there's a little bit of just the... Legitimacy to this? Yes. Sorry. But um, I, this is from Eric and Knight Rider. And I will link these articles in our show notes okay. so you guys can look it up if you want to get more information on it. I need to read this Knight Rider. The other one was um, an Ohio State University article from April 2009 from Blom.10. Uh, but what, what they're talking about is like this idea of a indigo child. And this Term was coined originally in the mid-70s by a woman named Nancy Ann Thrupp. She's like a self-proclaimed, I'm going to get this right, <laughs> Sanathi. What is that? It's someone who can read auras. Oh, okay. So it's all color-based. Yeah. So if I look at you, like a Sanathi can see the a black, color around the you. Black the black all around you. There's nothing but black. <laughs> I'm just rotting I away. Would, no, if I, if I had to look at you, I would say... I would call you. I mean, do we have to pick one color? A rainbow. Taste the rainbow. I would pick you yellow. <gasps> really? You're a yellow. I, yes. I don't mind yellow. I always. I like you as a yellow because I know pink's your favorite color. Yes. But I feel like yellow would fit just your personality. I don't know why. I feel like that's right for some reason. Even though I wanted it to be pink, but well, some, maybe I'm an indigo child. We'll maybe find out you later. are or a synthetic. That's what I I had to write out phonetically (laughs) to get this correct. Snappy. Hmm. I guess I've never looked at you to look at your color before. I don't know why, but I'm seeing blue. Am I indigo? You might be be indigo. Maybe. (laughs) You are definitely a shade of blue for some reason. Thank you. It's a good thing. Oh, it's a, it, I, it's a, I don't know why. I would have never. It was just the first thing that came to me. 
And that I gave you the first thing that came to my mind. That's so, so weird. I mean, we've known each other for so be, long and right? not never asked. But boy, those answers, no. those colors came very quickly to us. They did. <laughs> yeah. So Nancy Ann Thorpe, she said um, she could pe- read people's auras. And then starting in the mid-1970s, she claimed that there was an influx of children with an indigo aura. Oh. Okay. So indigo is like a color between what? Purple and blue, blue right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so indigo is actually a color of the third eye chakra oh it is okay mm-hmm. so that makes sense with them ha- if they have these indigo children have a third eye that would make mm-hmm. sense yeah and the most of these children are born between 1978 and the early 1990s uh-huh. like there is a literal era of indigo children so what they sing so it's like a new wave of highly spiritually evolved souls mm-hmm. reincarnating on earth with the purpose of starting spiritual evolution of all humans okay that's what that's what nancy said like in her book like okay like a new era of children that have a spiritual awareness so it's nothing genetic it just these they were just born it's like a generation i'm on the right track baby i was born this way way. (laughs) that's what they all say did you know that's their logo that's like it's on stickers and their bumper stickers indigo children no i'm just kidding I was born this way. I'm like, that's awesome. Now we know who they are. Because otherwise, now we, we know. If, unless you're a scissor, you can't read the aura. I wouldn't be able to tell. Here's the interesting thing. So, like, it gained popularity, first of all, in the movie The Sixth Sense in oh, 1999. That's way after. Yes, but that would have been a child that was born in that era oh, of Indigo yeah, Children. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so... If you ha- aren't familiar with the Sixth Sense movie, Don't do it, Mindy. Don't tell. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to give it away. No, I was going to say, if you have not seen the Sixth Sense by now, then that's your own bad. Bruce Willis, one of my <laughs> favorites of all time actors. Wait a minute. For reals? I can't believe I didn't know this. Okay. Go ahead, Bruce I mean, Willis. Die over. hard. How can you go wrong? But anyways, the movie Sixth Sense, which mm-hmm. came out in 1999. Just to give it a high level for people who may not know is about a child that's very perceptive to perhaps the paranormal. He sees and dead people. He sees dead people. That's what he actually says. I see dead yes, people. Yes. <laughs> that is a very if famous I, quote. If I remember correctly. <laughs> and so like kind of that brought to mainstream. And also I will say that Will and Jada Pinkett Smith's kids, they claimed were indigo children. Both. Don't they have two? Mm-hmm. They have children. yeah. Wow. And they claim them as indigo children. As well, and I know how much you love your Hollywood information, <laughs> Jenny McCarthy says not only is she an indigo child, but so is her child. That doesn't surprise me about her. Also, <laughs> no, she's a little bit of um She lives down the street from the I know. But <laughs> here you wanna hear a crazy connection? This is how Please. my brain works. This is how my Hollywood brain works. Jenny McCarthy is married to, do you know, Donnie Wahlberg, baby Donnie, yes. from New Kids yes. on the Block, and now an actor. I know. Do you know who He's was- in our neighborhood. He's in St. Charles all the time. Do you know who was in The Sixth Sense? Oh, shit. Donnie Wahlberg. Get out. He was, okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you at the, like, the very beginning, like the first Please. person he sees. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie since it came out, but he's- in, he's in his tidy whities and he's, I, I won't give away too much, but he's in that movie. So how weird is that? That, that you're talking about Six Sense and then you talk about Jenny McCarthy. I'm like, she's married to baby Donnie who's in Six Sense. Sorry. Total roundabout. <laughs> I know. Total roundabout. Like I said, this is, this is how my brain works. It's not, it's not the most efficient machine. <laughs> no, that's crazy. No, do you, I, I mean, is there anything you want to talk about with Indigo Children? Otherwise I have like. A quiz that we can figure out if we are indigo children. Yes! I want to do it because we were born in that time frame. Do you not love quizzes? We grew up with Seventeen Magazine, Bob, give <laughs> Cosmo, us a anything. quiz, and we are mm. totally taking it. So, if you're ready, mm. I'm going to give you the, the characteristics okay. of uh Do I have to write anything down? Quiz. No, okay. I will get my pen out here. See, I'm so used to like having to circle stuff in these magazines and pick your right. answer. I'm like, what do I have to do? I just have to answer? I'm going to state the fact and you can tell me if you agree or disagree. Okay. 
You've never understood people who can be cold and calculating. You're born with more empathy than most people. Yeah. Okay. And how about you? Are you do- are you keeping your I answer secret? No, I mean, uh, no, for I'll, you. I'll agree. Yes, I'm totally, I'll be with next to you on this. Okay. Yes, okay. Yeah. You feel more than other people. Like you have, a, you feel like you have advanced emotions. Yes. Okay. I agree. <laughs> Are you, what do you say I agree? Are you saying about me or for yourself? No, I, no, I'm agreeing. I agree with that statement for myself. Okay. Good. Cause I was okay. like. At times you struggle with being a pushover. You don't want to disappoint others. Yes. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> okay. You struggled in school. You're highly intelligent, but don't conform to traditional ways of thinking. No. I would say no. Yeah, no. Okay. I like thinking outside of the box, but I was also good at school, so it's not. You were valedictorian. (laughs) Yeah, bitch. I did a good job at school. I got on the honor roll, Brooke got valedictorian. (laughs) Well, a lot of good that did me. (laughs) (laughs) Here you are. You're the host of a podcast. Oh, I love that part. (laughs) Number five. You've always had a strong desire to understand how things work. A high sense of curiosity. Yes. Okay, I'd say yes. <laughs> Why are we so similar? The same. Okay. We have the same answers, the same ponytails. Okay. Number six, you've never been quite normal. You often feel like outsiders. Ah, this is one of those, like, on a scale is like right in the middle, like a three. Like, don't agree, don't disagree. <laughs> like, so- Well, you have to say yes or no? <sighs> no, then. I say no. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm weird and different, but I never felt like an outsider. (laughs) (laughs) No, agreed. Yeah. Okay. Seven, you have a strong drive to find purpose in life. Your driven purpose is to make life meaningful. Yes. I say yes. You're drawing to spirituality, but not dogmatic about religion. (laughs) You're open-minded. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That was a quick one. Yeah. yeah. I say yes. Okay. I was going to make Those a note, too, that it wasn't, like, dogmatic. I wasn't going to use that word, but, you know, like, religious-based. Yeah. Number nine, you're interested in paranormal topics. No. You are interested <laughs> in topics most people are closed to. Absolutely not. Thousand percent, yes. That's a yas queen. <laughs> yes, queen. Okay, number ten, you don't inherently respect authority. You aren't ones to be disrespectful, but you don't often feel the need to respect a rule just because it's there. <laughs> your face. You're like living your teeth. You're like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. The wording one. of that one is difficult because it's like I feel yes to part of it and no to part of it. So mm. I guess I'll have to. I, I guess I'll say yes because I'm respectful, but there are times where I'm like. Ugh. I have to break with you on this one. I say no. Because me. I also... I'm a rule follower. I like rules. They're comforting to me. But then I also... Not like I like to break the rules, but I like to maybe look at different avenues something can go. Like different options. Why? Yeah. Got it. Okay. More mature than most people your age. You're more independent, intelligent, and emotionally mature. <laughs> no. I, I say Yes. <laughs> I I mean I had children like twenty years old. Yeah, like, and I, I still have. <laughs> I'm just, not saying that is what makes you mature or not mature. I mean, I just had a conversation with my brother about farts laughing. So clearly, this was clearly this enough. was just yesterday. So I have okay. to say no. <laughs> I am not emotionally mature. <laughs> All right, number twelve. People have wondered if you have ADHD because. People need to explain why some people are different. No. That's how they explain you. No. No, I agree. No. They just say okay. I'm delightful. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, number 13, you are a gifted storyteller known for an incredible imagination. Yes. I agree. My family, the funny thing is when I was growing up, my family's like, okay, Mindy, finish the story. Like, I love it. You're telling a Mindy story. Get on <laughs> with a story. Because like, I give like so much detail. Right? Just like your dreams, though. Completely. Yeah. Number 14. You easily get scared by horror movies because they're highly imaginative. I love them. What do you, what, what's the answer to that? Like, I love being do you, scared. Do though. you, do you easily get scared by horror movies? No. 
I would say yes for me. Like I enjoy it, so it's hard for me. I gotta to... watch it with my between my eyes. No, see, I love, <laughs> I like them, but I like that being scared. So I'm not sure if it's really like me liking. Do you it? feel it follows you after the movie? Like, can you not sleep a night afterwards because you Depends saw a movie? On the movie. Mm. Uh, like okay. I had problems. I'm not even gonna lie. Like two nights ago, thinking about Michael Myers, <laughs> I was like from Halloween. He's such an asshole. Oh, I just, I mean, I love the Halloween movie series. Love it. It's my favorite. But Michael Myers still terrifies the fuck out of me. Like, it terrifies it me, but I love it, yes. too. And fear. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Okay, number 15. There's only three more. Okay. Um, you have a feeling you are special in some way, but not in a narcissistic way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I love you, because I also say Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather be fulfilled than rich? Yes. Me too. Okay, yes and yes. Last question. You have to have a creative outlet, like music, painting, crafting, cooking, reading. Capital Y. Podcasting. S. Okay. (laughs) All right. So us, child, we're right in the era of Indigo Children. So let's take a look at our answers here. Okay. I'm going to add up. And score along at home. Is it just one point? Per yes or whatever? Yes. Yes, it is. There are 17 questions. That was a fun quiz. Well, here's the interesting point. <laughs> we both scored the same number of points. Are you serious? We both, we both scored 12 points. 12? Okay. 12 points. But in order to be an indigo child, you have to score 14 of the 17. Fuck, we're so close. We were so close. I really I thought we were going to be indigo children. Not quite. I mean, I guess it might have been like, you know, we didn't struggle in school. We, I guess those are good things, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not like, oh, damn it. No one thinks I had ADHD. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> or I no, like, didn't the... understand how school worked. Right. Like, oh, man. Like, wow. Let us know, you guys. Let Please. us know. Write us. I will post the link to that article. Oh, and that, yes. that comes from Thought Catalog. It's a September 2021 article by Christy Stockton. And we'll go ahead and link that in our show notes. So yes. if you want to go ahead and look at those questions, please go ahead. Tag us on social. Let us know how you end up with those questions of being an indigo child. We would love to see the results. Yeah. And if you do score 14 or above, give us some interesting stories you might have experienced, seen, done, heard, anything. We'd love to hear about it. Just like our friend, Shelby. <laughs> Shelby. She introduced us to a whole new Thanks, world. Shelby, for putting that in there. Because, like, this is something I had not researched before. So yes. thank you for opening my mind to this idea of indigo children. Very interesting. Thank you. Well, thank you for that dream, Shelby. It was really, really fascinating. And we want to hear from everybody else. Story, a dream, maybe become a Patreon member. We can give you some special swag. Do you know what, Brooke? What? Our first 25 Patreon members get a original Besties Remolations t-shirt. It's amazing. And only 25 people are going to have it. So if you're a fan of this podcast, you want to become a Patreon. This is going to be something that's worth a million dollars in probably just like five (laughs) years. And 12 kisses. (laughs) But all you have to do is go to remolations.com slash support. There's free ways to support the show. All good. (laughs) All good. Any way you want to support us, we will accept it. Thank you so much, Tracy and Shelby. These were a couple of doozies. Very different. Couldn't be really more different. Yeah, one kind of silly and then one just paranormal. Oh, I love it. It was great. Thank you, Tracy and Shelby. Okay, Brooke, are you ready for prod news? Yay! And I've got some exciting news. I mean, we've got a crazy amount of listens this week. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I texted you Saturday, I know. like, What's blowing up? It's insane. Like, we had an amazing amount of listeners this week. It's because we had guys. We put out a podcast called Strip Club, <laughs> Benny Hanna. I think it just, in search, it just blew up. You know, it has, there's a lot of keywords there. <laughs> <laughs> SEO genius. See, once are. you invite the boys to the slumber party, it gets a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, bring your boys over because that's when the real fun happens. But I just want to. <laughs> Seven in heaven. Seven minutes in heaven. <laughs> but to give out a shout out to a couple of our new or 
returning markets that we want to say we love you. Um, Jacksonville, Quincy, Illinois. Hello. Hannibal, Missouri. Yep. Fargo. North Dakota. Valley City. Uh, Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo. I feel like we have a lot of Michigan listeners, too. We do. Uh, Charlotte, Daytona Beach. And here's a new one, a new state we have not gotten yet. You ready for it? Yeah. Honolulu. Hawaii. I would love to go. No, I changed my mind. That's our first live show. After your living room. (laughs) She's going to After Ohio. After Omaha. After... The UK, everywhere. Everywhere. Mindy's basement, we're going to Hawaii. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. We also have our friends that tune in every week from the UK, Belgium, Australia, Poland, and Germany. So we love you. You couldn't ask for better fans. I mean. You guys are awesome. Very cool. But, I mean, today has been a lot of fun, Brookie. I love hanging out with it because it's been a couple weeks. It has. It's so good. And we come in with our jammies. We come in our jammies, and I just want to say, if, if you love this show tonight, I want you to go tell your bestie, because Brooke's my bestie, Yay. go tell your bestie, go tell a ghost, <laughs> go tell... Some bean dip. <laughs> go tell your favorite bean dip maker. <laughs> go tell your aunt or your sister-in-law. Tell anyone, because that's the best way we grow this podcast, is by you sharing it with people you love. If you love it, they'll love it too. So all the cool kids are doing it. it. Yeah, you gotta do it. <laughs> Even well, witches, no. witches and bitches. Come on, baby. <laughs> That's what they call us. <laughs> but speaking of bitches, until next week, sweet, sweet dreams, bitches. bitches.